to some violent content. Parental discretion is advised. Good evening, everybody, and welcome. We're getting in just under the wire here. It's been a busy, busy weekend with Halloween going on and everything else. But thank you for joining us. It's 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Halloween Sunday, October 31st, 2021. And thank you for joining us for the Fear the Walking Dead and World Beyond online viewing party right here on blogtalkradio.com. I'm host Casey Shapiro. And special thanks to our host and sponsor, NDB Media. Let's get them some thank you applause. Oh, come on. There we go. All righty. Tonight's show, as always, contains spoilers up through the last episode and possible content from any current AMC official promo materials. Typically, we start our show about a half hour before the new episode airs live each week with recap from the previous episode and discussion of what is to come tonight. At 9 p.m., we'll go dark or mute. We'll watch the new episode together, and then we'll rate the episode between 1 to 10 during the commercials, as well as give commentary during the commercial breaks. We will also give our listeners trivia on the show, as well as the cast and crew, including bios, birthdays, and more. Um, I'm going to check in the chat room and see Jonah's with us tonight. And I'll give her some thank you applause for coming because I know she's getting so aggravated with a lot of stuff. We appreciate you. All right. So she is here helping me out, keeping me uh, from forgetting things or going more insane than I usually am. So we appreciate her very much. Um, So the show, as usual, is spoiler and comic free. So please don't discuss any spoilers or stuff from the comics in the chat room or on the air. We prefer our discussions, reactions, and comments to be just about what we know from the show that's actually presented. So welcome to Fear Season 7. Fear will run the front eight episodes up to December 5th and go on break until 2022. I am unclear if we're going to do double uh, episodes in February or not. I am more thinking they're going to do... Um, the rest, the back half of Fear, after which they will do um, the middle part of Walking Dead Classic, I think. Um, World Beyond Season 2 will run concurrently after uh, the front half of Fear, so that starts at 10 p.m., also up until December 5th, which will make 10 episodes for World Beyond, and then they'll close. Um, Talking Dead is not going to be following... Uh, World Beyond until, I believe Joan told me it was November 28th, I think, that Thanksgiving Sunday they'll come back, and then we'll have one more episode with them for the finale. Uh, Finale for World Beyond, season, series finale for World Beyond, uh, it will be the mid-season finale for Fear. That's how that works. Okay. I've been giving you guys updates on extra projects going on. There is one more that I have seen mentioned. So now we're up to 10. I I don't know how I feel about this, but I think they are making tiny little projects to kind of honestly catch things up, you know, with COVID and everything and the shooting schedule. It, I'm sorry for the hiccups. It makes everything really crazy. I'm trying to highlight a link on this article so I can talk to you guys about it. 
um, but it's not doing it, and I don't have time to fix my computer. So I'm just going to tell you, it's a behind the scenes of The Walking Dead Season 11, Walking Dead Classic, and it's called Show Me More. It's a docu-series, which you can access on amc.com if you guys want more information. It's basically kind of a behind the scenes of Walking Dead Classic for the final season ever. Um, so I don't know if I would really properly call that a project. It's probably closer to like Walking Dead Origins and all that. All right, call in to speak with the host at any point tonight, 914-338-0314. We especially encourage you to do that between 8.30 and 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And if you want to talk after that, you're still welcome to call in during the live show, but you will be screened and muted until the commercial break where we can chat on the air. And now if the phones are not your thing, feel free to join us in our live chat room. We'll be able to listen to the show real-time as well as download the episode after the fact. We usually post the link on our social media. I apologize to you guys. I'm a little late with that tonight. I've had a lot going on. Um, But I will get those links up for you, and you can listen to it. Um, If you guys are – well, you won't be listening to me without the link. But (laughs) I'm hoping that you know that if you need the link – while we are live, you can message the page during the show, and I will see it, and I will try to help you out. All right, if you're unable to join us in real time this evening, you can still go to the link later and download the broadcast as an MP3 podcast for later listening, or you can just listen to it live on the page. If you want to download, go on the cloud-shaped icon at the top right of the page, and that will give you a download link. You can also download this and any prior episodes on iTunes or on the Blog Talk Radio website, and uh, just follow the link to do that. So first we'll give you info on the Fear the Walking Dead episode, and then afterwards info on World Beyond. That'll be at the end of the Fear episode. So tonight's Fear episode is entitled Cindy Hawkins. The official AMC synopsis is June and Dory's routine in Teddy's fallout shelter. And, And by this, they should have said John Dory, and they didn't. It's, it's J.D.'s father, you know. Um, in the Fallout Shelter is disrupted when they discover the origins of their home and its sinister connections to Teddy's past. And I will tell you, because this has been all over the promotional materials, how this is likely relevant is Cindy Hawkins was Teddy's only victim that they never recovered. And it has something to do with where they've landed, who owned that house previously. By the way... Fun fact, I'm going to check the chat room. Um, da, 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 da. Joan has mentioned um, it's going to come back with Talking Dead. On She thinks that I'm correct, that I remember what she told me, and she's going to double-check it for me. So I appreciate that. Um, the trivia I wanted to tell you that was super cool is that tonight is the second time ever that any Walking Dead franchise episode, you know, it could be Talking Dead, uh, not Talking Dead, Walking Dead classic, Fear or World Beyond or any of the little spinoff things. Nothing else has aired on Halloween between the series pilot, season one, episode one, Days Gone By, BYE, and that aired on Halloween 2010. And that was on purpose. There's an article about it. I'll read you guys in a minute. So tonight is the second time it's ever happened in the in history of all three franchises. So that's kind of fun. Actually, I'm gonna, you know, I'm going to give that some applause. That's All right, 
right, now my highlighting on my mouse seems to be behaving a little better, so I can get you an article. And I wanted to get you an extended synopsis, which I usually do for you guys. I got three tonight, so I found some good ones. And then at third, I found the one I was really hunting for, oddly. So this one is one of our preferred uh, sources for this. This is comicbook.com. Cameron Bolomono wrote it. It's entitled New Walking Dead Episodes air on Halloween for first time since 2010. So, AMC airs new Walking Dead episodes, and technically it's fierce, so whatever, on Halloween night for the first time since the Walking Dead pilot premiered on Halloween 2010. With the 11th and final season of the flagship zombie drama on hiatus until February, spinoffs Fear the Walking Dead and Walking Dead World Beyond will premiere their first Halloween night episodes to conclude the 25th anniversary of AMC Fear Fest. No trick. World Beyond will treat viewers who stay tuned through the credits on Sunday with a stinger scene revealing a sweet surprise. Yes, just in case you guys have missed the promotions, World Beyond has a teaser trailer after the credits. So treat it like a Marvel movie. Keep your butt in your seat and wait until they're actually finished. All right, Fear Season 7, Episode 3, Cindy Hawkins, premieres at 9 p.m. And, oops, sorry. I keep moving my screen around, and I don't mean to. Sees Dory Duo, June, and John Dory Sr. hunkered down in a horror bunker six feet under. As they shelter in place to survive the fallout of the nuclear zombie apocalypse, a cold case haunting former detective Dory manifests itself in ghostly visions of Cindy Hawkins, the only missing victim of murderer mortician Teddy Maddox, who was played by John Glover. World Beyond Season 2, Episode 5, Cotevoix, sees... And that's Q-U-A-T-E-R-V-O-I-S. I don't know what is with the French or possibly uh, pigeon French Creole. I'm not sure. This is the second or third time they've done this with the titles. And that culture doesn't have anything to do with what's going on in World Beyond. So I don't understand why this is happening. It's a cool word. Um, but I'm, I'm still put off by that because I don't get it. Anyway, the episode that follows sees sisters Hope and Iris put a dangerous plan into motion as the survivors conspire against the CRM. I'll get into more of that in about 45, 50 minutes when we're talking about World Beyond stuff. All right. Um, oh, last little bit I was trying to find. The Walking Dead premiered Halloween night 2010 as part of the 14th annual AMC Fear Fest. Then showrunner Frank Darabont wrote and directed the series premiere Days Gone By, Inspired by the series of graphic novels from creator Robert Kirkman and artists Tony Moore and Charlie Adler. Rick Grimes awakes from a coma and searches for his family in a world overrun by the flesh-eating undead, learning the new rules of Survivor from Dwayne and Morgan. All right. The flagship series celebrated its 10th anniversary last Halloween. In the decade since days gone by, in the, uh, in the decade since days gone by, became the highest-rated series premiere of 2010. The Walking Dead spawned a franchise that expands with Norman Reedus and Melissa McBride's untitled Daryl and Carol spinoff. Why do they not have a title for this thing? It's obnoxious. 2022 anthology, Tales of the Walking Dead, and the planned Walking Dead movie trilogy starring Lincoln's Rick Grimes. Apparently the movies are still on, even though things have been kind of weird and suspect. All right, so that is the extended synopsis for you guys, number one. Number two is from Bleeding Cool, which is another, and now my, now my highlighting, the link thing doesn't want to work right. 
Okay, you guys will have to pardon me for a moment because if I can't pull this up, we're out of luck. All right. I apologize. I don't. I don't know why I'm having so much trouble. Um. Hmm. I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to check the battery on my mouse, but I'm going to keep talking to you guys while I am doing that. And we are currently watching a scene, although I haven't muted, where we find out the baby is already turned and is freaking out inside the duffel bag where they have her hidden away. All right, let me get a battery while I'm watching my new kitten get into naughtiness. I don't know if this is going to fix the problem, but I'm trying. All right, so just give me a couple minutes. My overlords are fussing at me, and they say hello, but they don't really understand The Walking Dead, so they usually stay off in the corner by themselves. All right, we have a battery out, and I'm going to just put this away and go back in and put it in the mouse while I'm talking to you guys. Save a little time. All right. Here we go. I don't know if this is the problem, but... Maybe we'll get lucky. Let's find out. Now I'm going to do surgery on my mouse. And you guys can listen to the exciting drama going on over here while I do that. Almost done. Let's see if that might have been the problem. All right. Can I highlight better now? Can I get the things I want? Let's see. Uh, apparently it was the battery. I'm having a better time of it now. So let's go to the second. And there we go. Bleeding Cole. Fear the Walking Dead, Season 7, Episode 3, Preview. Dory's Haunted by Old Horrors. And this is by Ray Fluke, who is Bleeding Cole's resident expert writer on the series. Joan is commenting, I'm having a little in and out with my internet server here tonight. Oh, I could make some really crass jokes. <laughs> what seems okay now, so crossing my fingers, I checked again and can confirm. Talking Dead returns on November 28th after World Beyond. You know what irritates me, Joan? I so much appreciate that you're able to look this up. The actual Talking Dead Twitter feed, which has been my go-to source to find out what's happening, has not even announced that on there. They they have posted up to and including the last time they were on the air, and the, the posts since then, their tweets, are wishing two cast members happy birthday, and a couple little things where they're featuring certain fans. If you make a cool 30-second clip, like a TikTok-type thing about The Walking Dead, they'll feature those. But they haven't mentioned why they're coming back Thanksgiving Sunday. It's it's very peculiar. All right, so I have gotten the second uh, preview, not preview, pardon me, synopsis thing up, so I'll read that to you guys. 8.45 p.m., I'll get through what I can. Heading into the third episode of AMC's Fear the Walking Dead, Season 7, the long-running spinoff series has turned the practice of linked anthology into an art form. Viewers have been able to check in on Strand's New World Order dictatorship at the Tower, as well as Morgan and Grace's personal nuclear hell at the submarine that might actually have a glimmer of hope to it now, our review here, they have a link. Um, those of you who are not caught up, go to the bathroom and get a drink. Bye-bye. Um, the rest of you who are keeping up like good little kids know that at the end of last week's episode, they actually found a stash of food. So... It's safe to hang out there for a little while longer. And that's probably what the link is talking about. Okay, and then there's the matter of the still unseen Alicia, the possible salvation that awaits that, quote, Padre, the clue word that she left, 
a wild card group with an unknown agenda, and the debut of the brother of a certain beheaded bounty hunter to tie it all together. You know who I haven't seen in several weeks? Rufus, the dog. Where's the effing dog? And by the way, I also haven't seen Skidmark, but we haven't seen Daniel either yet. So I brought it up because yesterday was National Cat Day, so I wanted to know where Skidmark was. All right, uh, this week the spotlight shifts to Jude and John Dory Sr. as they make the best of Teddy's bunker as they count the days down until they can leave. But staying might be a serious problem when Dory learns what the bunker was really used for. Um, They have a look at preview images and episode overview for this week's chapter. There's quite a bit of stuff in there, a lot of nuky stuff. Um, That is, okay, that is everything. So let's get the last one out of the way. Let me pull this up. This is UndeadWalking.com, which is also merged with fan-sided and a couple of other sites I've told you about. I know they're all kind of connected somehow, and I don't know what the differences are. But fan-sided at UndeadWalking.com. Renee Hansen is the author. I don't know her name, but that's fine. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead Season 7, Episode 3. Synopsis from them. This episode will focus on June and John Dory. Um, The last that we saw this duo in season six, they took a cover in Teddy's bunker ahead of the nuclear blast. All right. Um, June and John Dory Sr. came upon Teddy and Dakota, who planned on meeting their death on an overlook, watching the nukes explode. June and John Sr. find out that Teddy had a hidden, hidden bunker that he planned on hiding out in until it would be safe to emerge. Dakota discovers that Teddy was only using her and shoots him right before she is incinerated from the explosion. The next episode, Cindy Hawkins will show what is going on with June and John Sr. since the blast. Um, Fear the Walking Dead posted six things you need to know before you watch this episode. And it is a video on Twitter, so I don't know if they wrote it out or not. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that this next part that's written out is the six things, but I don't have time to dig down and find out. So the title of this episode is named after one of Teddy's victims, Cindy Hawkins, played by the way, by Brittany Bradford. If you remember John Dory senior is the investigator who put Teddy away for the horrific crimes where he brutally murdered young women. John senior was unable to find enough solid evidence to put Teddy away. So out of desperation, he planted a purse belonging to a victim on Teddy, enabling law enforcement to arrest him and the courts to give him a life sentence. After the outbreak, Teddy escaped from prison, reorganized his cult, and started putting his tagline, The End is the Beginning, all around, which sparked Dory's search for his enemy once more. Um, There is a teaser, Season 7, Episode 3. John Dory Sr. will experience some heartbreaking flashbacks to his days investigating Teddy's brutal murders. And that is the end of that synopsis. So, let me... See what I got here real quick. Okay. Um, writers and directors profiles, 849, so we've got 10 minutes. Let's go ahead and try to do what we can here. Tonight's episode of Fear was written by Nick Berndoni and Jacob Pinion together and directed by Ron Underwood. All right. I'm going to double check on Joan, see if she's got anything to add that I need to know about. Oh, she mentioned she can feel my pain on that. She actually found it on the AMC.com site by forwarding the schedule to the next food few Sundays. Tedious, but it's the only way she could find it. And so, yeah, whoever's running the Talking Dead Twitter, you guys are really asleep at the wheel. We should have been told 
that Talking Dead was not going to follow everything. And I don't know why you're even doing that. You guys need to address that and stop just going, la, la, la. If we don't talk about it, everyone will forget. No, we won't. I'm going to harp on this. Remember, I'm the one who's still lobbying for Tracy Otto to come back. So I don't forget things. All right, let's go back to writers and directors. Nick Bernadoni was born in Brooklyn. He's most known, at, at least as far as this crowd goes, uh, for his work on The Walking Dead Red Machete in 2017. Also, 30 Rock, The Webisodes, 2008, and Bromos from 2009. Bernadoni has had six nominations and one award win. The Writers Guild of America 2018 and 19 nod, noms for Red Machete. PGA Awards winner 2013 Outstanding Digital Series for 30 Rock the Webisodes. Primetime Emmy Award noms for 2012 and 13. He was nominated twice for 30 Rock and 2018 for Red Machete. <coughs> Bernardoni has also held various crew positions on The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Bloodline, Saturday Night Live, The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon, and more. He's the writer and producer of the Walking Dead web series Red Machete. He has seven producer credits aside from Red Machete and seven writer credits outside of Red Machete, not for the same seven shows. He's also got six actors credits since 2010 and two director's credits. He worked as an uncredited script coordinator, although... I've seen the credits, so I don't know why the trivia people are saying this. Uh, he worked for 26 episodes of Season 7 and 8 of Walking Dead Classic and 13 episodes of Seasons 4 and 5 of Fear. And again, my trivia source claims he was an uncredited script cord for Season 7 and 8 of Walking Dead Classic. So I don't know why they said that because I've got the credit. Tonight is Nick's fifth time writing an episode in the Walking Dead franchise. First was Fear, Season 5, Episode 13, Leave What You Don't, which he co-wrote with Ashley Cardiff. Second is Season 6, Episode 9, Things Left to Do. Third is JD, Season 6, Episode 13. Fourth was Season 6, Episode 15, USS Pennsylvania. He also wrote Season 7, Episode 7, Coming Up, The Portrait, which will air Thanksgiving Sunday, November 28th. All righty. Um, Joan has also mentioned, the only other time I remember a reference to a Talking Dead break was at the end of the last Talking Dead. Chris Harwick mentioned he would return November 28th, but gave no reason why. Another fail. Yes. Chris, you really need to lobby for people to collect their feces when they're dealing with your show because we very much enjoy your show, and this back-and-forth nonsense is ridiculously silly. Not that Chris ever listens to my show, but, you know, whatever. That's my opinion. And you can take it or leave it. Uh, profile for Jacob Pinion in the seven minutes we've got left till we go live. It was very difficult. I could not find any personal biographical data on Jacob. He's very heavily sanitized on social media. Jacob has had some smaller acting and post-production credits in IMDb starting around 2012. He's known for his work on Dress Up with George B. Style, 2014. Middle Stage 2014, and Knows Best 2014. He has director's credits for Dress Up, Middle Stage, and Knows Best also. He has producer's credits for Fanfare 2014. He was a busy boy um, back seven years ago. Dress Up, Middle Stage, Fabi, and is currently in pre-production on a dramatic short called Company, directed by Jamie and Jason Neese, N-E-E-S-E. -E -E. He has associate producer credits for Comedy, What's Your Emergency, in 2015. 
He has writer's credits for Dress Up, Fanfare, Middle Stage, Fabby, and Company. Jacob's first position in the Walking Dead franchise was as a writer's production assistant during season four of Fear for nine of the 16 episodes during 2018. His second job in the franchise was a writer's assistant for all of season five of Fear 2019. His third job in the Walking Dead franchise was writing all six episodes of the Althea tapes, which was the miniseries airing on the Walking Dead YouTube channel in 2019. Um, there is a link where you can still go watch them. They're still up. Writing episodes during the regular season is his fourth position within the franchise and his third time writing an episode of any of the main series in the Walking Dead franchise, the first being season six, episode seven of Fear, mid-season finale, Damage from the Inside. And um, the second one was JD, season six, episode 13, which he co-wrote with uh, Nick Bernadone. There's an awful lot of, it seems to be like teams, like if certain people write, certain people direct, they seem to work together a lot, but they do switch around a little bit. Makes it interesting. Okay. Director Ronald Brian Underwood. I'm going to try to get this in in under five minutes. He's born in Glendale, California. Director who is equally adept at working in television as well as features. Southern California native Ron Underwood has been making films since fifth grade and was winning Eastman Kodak Filmmaking Awards by the time he was in his teens. No relationship to Morgan's mentor. After graduating from University of Southern California, he completed a fellowship at the American Film Institute and then began his professional career in educational films. He directed more than 100 educational films before turning his attention to children's television. Underwood's ABC Weekend special, The Mouse and the Motorcycle, I loved that book as a kid, uh, in 1986, earned both a Peabody and an Emmy nomination. He got an award for the Peabody. He won that one. He got an Emmy nom for it, but I, I don't believe he won. The director made his feature film debut in 1990 with the science fiction comedy Tremors. The film, which starred Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward, became a sleeper hit, spawning six sequels and a USA TV series. This success was followed with the blockbuster comedy City Slickers in 91, starring Billy Crystal and Jack Palance. In addition to directing long-form films, Underwood has directed critically acclaimed television series including Scandal, Once Upon a Time, Grey's Anatomy, The Good Fight, and many others. Underwood has some interesting starter credits as well, including being a PA on Westworld's 1976 sequel, Future World. First assistant, assistant director on 79 schlock horror movie Tourist Trap, which I kind of liked. Uh, producer for Tremors 2 Aftershock and writer for Tremors 1, 2, and 4, which went direct video. And A Cold Day in Hell 2018 video. It appears that he did not, for some reason, work on Tremors 3. I don't know the story behind that. Underwood had 58 director's credits back to 1980, including episodes of Monk, Boston Legal, Ugly Betty, Harry's Law, Burn Notice, Castle, Grey's Anatomy, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Once Upon a Time, and the Hawaii Five-O, Magnum P.I., and MacGyver remakes. Tonight marks his second time working in any capacity in the Walking Dead franchise, the first being directing Fear Season 5, Episode 10, 210 words a minute. All right, it's 8.57, so I'm going to get to a pausing place. Next up is going to be trivia for tonight's episode, which is the 88th episode of Fear Ever. There are no also starring or co-stars listed. Uh, we've got a couple minutes. I'll squeeze in what I can. Um, uncredited tonight, John Glover as Theodore Maddox 
and Zoe Coletti as Dakota. Those are both appearing tonight in archival footage, so they didn't credit them. Um, real quick, wrapping up trivia. First and last appearance of Cindy Hawkins as a corpse hallucination. Last appearance of Theodore Maddox, corpse flashback. Last appearance of Dakota, zombified flashback. The title of the episode, Cindy Hawkins, refers to one of Teddy's victims. And this episode marks the fifth time in Fear the Walking Dead that the name of the character is included in the episode's title. The first being Pablo and Jessica, the second being Laura, the third being Skidmark, and the fourth being Bury Her Next to Jasper's Leg. All right, and with that, I'm going to end up going dark just a couple minutes before we go live to give you guys time to catch up, give me time to catch up. I appreciate you hanging with us, and we'll see you guys at the first commercial break. Thanks for staying. Okay, guys, it's taken a 9.08 to get to first commercial break. Let's go ahead and get those scores up. Um, I'm going to read Joan's comments real quick. She has a theory about Talking Dead. Maybe Chris can't even find enough good stuff to say about these shows. They had to take a break. Now, to be fair, I mean, they have actors like David Carradine and Jenna Elfman on there. And there's been others. You know, Coleman Domingo is good. Um Lenny James is good. There are some good actors on the show. Um, I am starting with a five. Joan's starting with a four. She likes June and John Sr., but she doesn't want to get too optimistic too soon, and I think that's completely fair. Um, She was asking also, pretty flimsy wallboard. Why didn't they notice it sooner, given they've been down there for so many days? Another rhetorical question given this show. And I think that's fair. It's one reason we become very disenchanted with fear is crap like this keeps happening on a fairly regular basis. And I think that we just don't understand the need for it. There's a lot of ability to have really good work done on this show, and they're not taking advantage of the resources they've got. And some of these plots are pretty thin. All right. While I'm here, uh, we have a fairly long teaser from something... I get, oh, it looks like just a bunch of movies, I guess, for November or something like that. Um, new movies exclusively streaming on Fridays on AMC Plus, I believe. Yes, that's what's going on. And we are back, so I'll talk to you guys about stuff at break number two. Okay, guys, huge break, uh, or huge part not having a break. It's 9.20. We're just at break number two. Um, Jonah's going to stay at four. I'm actually going to creep up to 5.25, only because I am mildly interested in who these people are they saw. And it appeared, at least the way people were talking, that those three people at the end, uh, June could see as well, but I might be imagining it. I don't know. If it turns out that they're just a hallucination, I'm definitely not going any higher. Um, so I'm at 525, Jones at 4. Let me go back to my notes. I also noticed that there were a couple of people in, named in the credits, and one of them I saw was Denai Garcia. And I, or, No, that's not her last name. Excuse me. Oh, wait. Yes, it is. 
I apologize. There are several people in fear who have been missing for a large chunk of time, and they're still listed up in the front of the credits, even though we have not seen them all season yet. So I'm just kind of wondering if that's normal. I don't know if that's something they've been doing the whole time or if that's weird. I, I just don't know. I don't recall having seen that. So I don't know, Joan, if you find out anything about that, if that's supposed to be normal or what. They're certainly not in this episode, I don't believe. All right, let me go back to my notes. Um, this was trivia for tonight. Uh, let me see. I have, okay, yeah, I've read you all of trivia for this episode tonight. Let me read last episode trivia review over six hours. Episode 87 ever. First appearance of Fred, who's a random survivor played by Derek Richardson. First of appearance of B, B-E-A, random survivor played by Marin Lord. We now know who they were. First appearance of Josiah LaRue, twin of Emil, play, also played by Demetrius Gross. Um, he is already slated to be in Season 7, Episode 4 next week, Breathe With Me. Last appearance of Athena McCurgy, uh, that's the imaginary grown daughter of Grace and Matthew. Um, first and last appearance of Fred. Um, oh, I just mentioned later it's the last appearance because Fred got shot. First and last appearance of Emma zombified in the suitcase. All right, we've still got a RAV4 commercial, so I'll continue. This episode confirms last week eight out of the ten areas in which the nuclear warheads landed. These locations are estimated to be as follows. Ground Zero, Austin, Texas. Grandview, Texas. Waco, Texas. Loving, Texas. Matagorda Bay. I don't know where that is. Um, M-A-T-A-G-O-R-D-A. Uh, Beaumont, Texas. Alexandria, Louisiana and Shreveport, Louisiana. And are we back? No, no, this is still a commercial. Um, streaming on Apple TV. I am fuzzy what that is. Um, Tom Hanks is Finch on Apple TV+. Plus. No idea what's going on. And the Geico commercial, so I will continue. Morgan and Grace are shown to have cleared the sub of walkers in the time between the beginning and six hours, which are names of episodes. The first time since joining Fear the Walking Dead, Morgan is seen using a gun instead of his staff or his axe, aside from his and Grace's near suicide in the beginning and shooting Emile LaRue non-fatally in the end is the beginning. In What's Your Story, he specifically told Al that he doesn't use guns. Neither Morgan's staff nor his axe appear to be present at all in this episode, with no explanation given for why Morgan isn't carrying one of them, um, because when Morgan got closed into everything, he wasn't carrying it with them. So how would we? he still have it? They're gone. They're nuked. Also starring and co-stars are not listed. Uh, uncredited people. Wyatt, the canine actor, as Rufus, Emile's former dog. Uh, we have a new Mo, Avaya Janiel. I, I'm sorry if I'm butchering the name. It's A-V-A-Y-A, his first name. J-E-N-I-E-L as Morgan Moe, the toddler. Now, the child is older now. Um, it grew a little faster than it should. But we are back, and I'll worry about growing children at break number three. Thanks for joining us. Okay, guys, it is 9.33, and we are finally at break number three. Um, Joan is actually going up to 
4.5. I'm going up to 5.5. Only just because an interesting plot, not even a twist, it's just a small thing, but it could be big, depending on what goes on in the next scene. You know, you got those three strangers up there, and then John Dory's digging through the part that's helping keep that bottom part stable, and June knocks him out, and then she gets knocked out. So now they're both incapacitated, and those other people are banging to get in. I have a feeling this shelter is going to get compromised very soon, and that's going to be the end of that. Um, Joan has mentioned she looked at the beginning of the first two episodes of the season, and they have listed cast members, including Denai, in the opening credits. So apparently this is normal. So I'm just reading too much into it because perhaps my back has been turned most of the time when I'm on the radio talking to you guys while these credits are happening, and I just happen to see them. I don't know. It's all good. Let's go back to notes. Um, let's see, uncredited from last week, we got through part of them. Um, Wyatt as Rufus Emile's dog, Avaya Janiel as Mo, and then <clears throat> Prop, an unidentified actress as Emma, zombified. She's the infant daughter of Fred and B. Emma's the youngest known person to have turned into a walker in the television universe. However, in Asheron Part 2, Maggie mentions a pregnant walker whose unborn baby is also turned. She is also the third infant in Fear the Walking Dead to be born after the outbreak, just in fear. Uh, the first being Victor, who was in Season 3 as an infant baby born into the Rosarito Beach Hotel that they named after Victor. And the second one was Morgan, being Mo. Um, a prop and part-time actress, Sahana Srinivasan as Athena Mukherjee. I hope I said those right. Uh, in archival footage. All right, we're still in commercials. Let's keep going. Deaths last week. These first several names are actors on the USS Pennsylvania. Um, they're zombified, off-screen. Um, the first one is played by Ari Loeb, L-O-E-B. Uh, and, they, and all of these, while their names were never mentioned on screen, their surnames can be seen on their badges. Uh, Brown, let's see, so Power is the first one, played by Ari. Brown, Rogers, and Nelson are crew members on the USS Pennsylvania, but they don't mention who plays them, and you can't really tell. Uh, Emma is a death. Fred, Emma's dad, uh, was shot by Grace for trying to smother Mo, same way he did Emma. And 135 unnamed USS Pennsylvania crew members all zombified off screen. No errors, goofs, or bloopers mentioned. All right, we are in a commercial, so... Cast birthdays this week. Cindy Park, S-Y-D-N-E-Y Park, who plays Cindy in Oceanside. Her birthday is today, and she's from Philly. November birthday is coming up before next weekend. Stephen Ogg, who played Simon, the Savior Lieutenant. His birthday is November 4th. He's from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Lindsley Register, who plays Laura, the Savior, who is Simon's replacement. She's born on November 5th. I don't know what year. And she's from somewhere in the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia. I'm not clear where. And that's close to me, so I'm a little annoyed. I wish I knew. Um, we're going to be back in a minute. Seth Gilliam, who plays Father Gabriel on November 5th. He's from New York City. And Ron Underwood, who happens to be the director for tonight's episode of Fear, November 6th. And he's from Glendale, California. So let's give some birthday applause, and then we'll probably go back. All right, we have a qu quick roster of Christmas movies coming up, so I'm not sure 
I, I'm pretty sure we'll be back in a second. There we go. All righty. I'll see you guys at break number four. Thanks. Okay, guys, it's 9.43. I believe we are at break number four. I honestly can't remember. Hoping you do. Jonah's staying at 4.5. I'm going to stay at 5.5 because, frankly, Cindy's ghost is really just starting to piss me off. I don't know any reason why he would be having such cogent hallucinations that are trying to get him to kill himself by going up there. This does not make sense. Yeah. This is why we yell about fear these days. So anyway, that's where the scores are. Let's go back to the notes and see what else I can complete. All right, we've done the birthdays and featured music from last week, Season 7, Episode 2, Six Hours. There's quite a bit of music going on. There's people who are able to identify stuff on the car stereo while they were driving around. So here's what's going on. Baby, Please Forgive Me by Margaret Lewis was playing on Grace's radio. I'll Put That Gambling Down by Reggie Taylor on the car stereo. How Can I Untie the Ribbon by Jane Johnson on the car stereo. In Dreams by Roy Orbison on the car stereo. Shisha Shisha Dancer Waltz by Alex Bevan on the car stereo. And It's Time to Quit Crying by Frank Fafara on the car stereo. And then also Cabin on the Hill by Jody Bryan Quartet. It does not identify where in the show that appears. All right, unaccounted for characters I've already talked about. I'm not going to keep up after it. One of them is Tracy Otto. <laughs> I, I know that ship has sailed, but still, Kalataka and all them went into the Northwest. We don't know what happened. Proctor John and Diana, blah, blah, blah. Okay, and we have no idea how the miniseries passage connects to season three or four, anything at all. And if it didn't, that was pretty lame to do that. All right, are we back? No, we're not. Talking Dead tonight, as Joan was able to find out, is not back until the 28th of November, which is Thanksgiving weekend. That's the penultimate episode for this season, because the one after that will be the mid-season finale for Fear and the series finale for A World Beyond. All right. This is a political... I really wish they wouldn't have political advertisements on this show. I don't like it. All right, we are about up to the notes for World Beyond, and so I'm going to go ahead and read some of this to you because we don't really get a break between the two. So tonight's World Beyond episode is called Cotervois, Q-U-A-T-E-R-V-O-I-S. Official AMC synopsis is members of the group put a dangerous plan into motion. Others have serious reservations. More startling revelations come to light. And we have an additional synopsis which we are not still, we're in commercials. Okay, so let me go ahead and pull that up. I didn't think we were going to have time, but apparently we are. Oops, Uh, again with the highlighting, I'm very sorry about this. Maybe I just need to reboot my computer or something because I really don't get what's going on here. I changed out the battery and that didn't appear to be the problem. All right. Now this is just chasing me off. I apologize because I can't pull it up. All right. They have a trailer for Walking Dead. Second mid-season opening. NFT drop. Whatever. Um, Cable's number one drama returns. Source Nielsen ratings. I'm not sure what drama they're even referring to. Show me. 
show your work. I'm not sure what this is. Looks like a western, kind of. Okay, a lot of Yellowstone. Very strange. Apparently that's a series, and they're having a new season soon. Okay. Got the copying, and we're still in a commercial, so let me go ahead and try to pull it up. I don't, I don't know that we'll get through all of it, but it's something. All right, so this is from comicbook.com and Cameron Bolomono, and it says, The Walking Dead World Beyond Credits Scene Stinger is a major reveal. That's like I said, don't forget after World Beyond tonight, there's going to be a very quick post credit scene, Marvel style. The Walking Dead World Beyond viewers will want to stay tuned for a credit scene that will have audiences buzzing. World Beyond airs the first stinger of the season when season two, episode five, Quadrava ends with a crucial credit scene tying into the wider Walking Dead universe. And we are back, so we'll talk about that more at break number five. Okay, guys, sorry about that. A little technical nonsense going on, but hopefully you can hear me. I'm not entirely sure. Um, So anyway, we're at 9.57. The show's going to run over a few minutes. This is probably the last break before all of that happens. So I'm just getting up. I had to reboot, so I apologize for the nonsense, but I'm going to pick back up where we left off further down the page than where I am so I'm going to skip down and down 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 alrighty uh, uncredited people we did deaths we did and cast birthdays and so forth and we were at Talking Dead and also I was going to give you a rundown of the remaining part of season 7 the front half of Fear um, next week is season 7 Episode 4, which is episode 89 ever, is Breathe With Me, written by David Leslie Johnson McGoldrick and Nazreen Chaudhry. And the director is Tara Nicole Ware, and that's on the 7th. Uh, episode 90 slash 5 is Till Death, written by Ashley Cardiff and Justin Boyd and directed by Letty James, which should be fun. That's on the 14th. 91 slash 6 is Reclamation. And written by Alex Delisle and Kalia Stallworth, and the director is Billy Woodruff. That's on the 21st. 92 slash 7 is The Portrait. Writer is Nick Bernadoni and Heather Capiello, who are the duo that did tonight, and that's the 28th. And then mid-season finale, 93 slash 8 is Padre, written by Andrew Chambliss and Ian Goldberg and directed by Satro, and that's on December 5th. All righty. So... We're still in a Geico commercial. It's the creepy, scary one. So hopefully after we are done with Halloween, then hopefully that will be not a thing anymore, if there's any hope at all in the universe. And Joan is back. I know that we had a bit of an issue. I apologize. So let me see. Okay, I am not going to – okay, we didn't go straight into World Beyond, but it is coming up in a couple of minutes. Um, All right, we are back. I'll see you guys at the end. Hopefully, it'll be a break, but not sure. Thanks.
Okay, guys, it went straight into World Beyond as it has been. So it's 10-12, and we are now at commercial break number one for World Beyond. And I'm going to start with a five at this one. Joan and I agree a little more this time. Um, we also kind of noticed that um, – oh, God, what is his name? Dang it. The kid that Hope killed his mom. I I forgot. Joan, help me out here. The kid with the corduroy jacket, he got his corduroy jacket back. Because remember last episode, that was kind of a thing. They were messing with it. I totally spazzed on his name. I'm sure Joan will figure it out in a minute. Um, But anyhow, we are into World Beyond. Let me go ahead and keep reading. All right. I had to end up rebooting my computer, so I don't think I finished the last two episodes. Did I? No, I did. I did. Okay. So let's go ahead and go on into World Beyond, and I owe you guys an extended um, synopsis. Let's see here. That's where we were. I was reading it to you guys. Okay. So it says, the AMC Walking Dead spinoff aired its first post credit scene in Season 4, Episode 1, The Wrong End of a Telescope where we meet Civic Republic scientists Lila Belshaw and Natalie Gold conducting empties experiments. The scene revealed the underbelly of the CR research facility in Ithaca, New York, where Dr. Leo Bennett, Joe Holt, and a team of scientists worked to develop an end to the zombie apocalypse. A second stinger ended Season 1, Episode 6, Shadow Puppets, shedding light on Belshaw's work for CRM Lieutenant Colonel Elizabeth Kublek, who's Julia Ormond. The third and final credit scene showing Will, Jelani Aladdin, escaping the CRM ended the deepest cut, the penultimate episode of season one. They used the P word. All right, we're back. I'll fuss about the P word at break number two. Thanks. Okay, 10.22, and we are at break number two. Joan is staying at five, and truthfully, I think I'm going to as well, for the simple reason that the plot is not moving along very fast. Although I do happen to know that there's going to be some things going on more towards the end uh, that will definitely warrant something, simply because I know it because it's been in the promo materials. And if I do get to further notes later in my notes, um, it will mention what the promo materials have to say about it. All right, I am just trying to pull up some sound files. There we go. Sorry about that. Let me finish off real quick about this post credit scene. So Scott Gimple, the Walking Dead Universe Chief Content Officer, who co-created World Beyond with showrunner Matt Negretti, previously teased the return of familiar faces in the final season of the two-season limited event series. Quote, season two really is about those two different worlds, those very different worlds, that will be getting deeper into the CRM as the season one finale pretty much indicated. You might see familiar faces pop up. It's possible. Gimple teased on TWDU on Twitch. I, that's their Walking Dead Universe Twitch channel. It's about growing up. This is a two-season show. So these kids have been through a very intense experience where they have to grow up fast and see these characters change quite a bit over the course of these 10 episodes. All right. Quadrivois is now streaming on AMC+. Plus. Blah, blah, blah. Yes, we know all that. Okay, that's pretty much the end of the article. Let me go back and see what else I got for you guys. Tonight's episode is written by Ben Tokolovsky and directed by Heather Capiello. I don't think we're going to have time to get into their bios before we go back, but let me see about this Toyota commercial. Maybe we will. I'll get through part of it. All right. 
Benjamin Ben Sokolowski is a Canadian television writer. According to his Twitter bio, he's also a husband and father and inseparable Toronto sports fan. Okay, good for you, Ben. He received a BFA in screenwriting from University of Southern California in 2006 and currently lives in Los Angeles. Let's see if we're back. No. Although we're at the end of Toyota, so maybe. Let's find out. No, not. but maybe in a second we will be. Um, he began his career as a production staffer on the J.J. Abrams-produced ABC dramedy, What About Brian? He would later go on to work with Abrams a second time on the 2008 science fiction feature Cloverfield as a production assistant. All right, History of Horror. Nope, got another commercial. Let's keep going. In 2011, he was hired as a story editor on CTV's The Listener. He went on to script one episode called Lady in the Lake. He has written for the NBC horror series Fear Itself and the French-Canadian action drama Transported Series. Ben has three production assistant credits. What about Brian Cloverfield and The Listener? He has four producer credits for The Flash 2016, DC's Legends of Tomorrow 2017, Arrow 2017, and also co-executive producer for World Beyond Season 1. He has six writer's credits, Fear Itself 2008, The Listener 2011, Transporter 2012, The Flash 2015, Arrow 2017, and World Beyond. Now, uh, still going. Okay. Tonight's show is the fourth episode Ben has written in the Walking Dead franchise. The first writing episode, uh, season one, episode two, The Blaze of Glory, second being, second and third, being season one, episodes nine and ten, The Deepest Cut and In This Life, which were the season finales for episode one of World Beyond. All right. Director's bio is Heather Cappiello, but I'm not sure we're going to have a lot of time to to do all of Heather's bio. Heather is an award-winning director of film, television, and theater. Uh, It's still in the commercial. She's directed episodes of Madam Secretary, Criminal Minds, Blue Bloods, 2016 Voice Award winner, and the horror series Freakish, streaming on Hulu. Additionally, she directed the pilot presentation for the one-hour drama Corporate, produced by The Collective. And we are back. I'll talk to you guys at the next break. Okay, it's 10.36, and we're at break number three. Joan is going up to 5.25. I am also considering that only because the plot is actually moving a bit now, and that's really the only reason. Okay, I have read you the article, and now we're going in, pardon my hiccups, going into the rest of... Heather Capiello's bio. So, she has directed episodes of, have I, no, I haven't read you this yet. Madam Secretary, Criminal Minds, Blue Bloods, and the horror series Freakish streaming on Hulu. I did read that part. Additionally, she directed the pilot presentation for the one-hour drama Corporate produced by The Collective. Heather wrote and directed the short film Ruby's Tuesday that, yes, it's backwards on purpose that screened at more than 25 film festivals, including the Short Film Center at Cannes. Notably, Heather was one of two directors chosen for the CBS Directing Initiative during the 2015 cycle and is a current protege in the inaugural DGA Craft and Mentorship Program. Heather helmed theatrical premieres in London, San Francisco, and Berkeley, including tenures with the acclaimed Shotgun Players and the Bay Area's Jawbone Theater Ensemble, which she co-founded. Heather was a script supervisor on more than 15 original single-camera dramas and comedies, 
including HBO's award-winning series Six Feet Under, which is a personal favorite, Carnival and Enlightened, and TNT's critically acclaimed drama Saving Grace, starring Academy Award winner Holly Hunter. Heather's debut directing episode of Saving Grace was chosen as a submission piece, both for Ms. Hunter's SAG and Golden Globe Award nomination. Heather's an active member of the Directors Guild of America, DGA, and serves as the appointed co-coordinator of the Activities and Events Standing Committee for the Women's Steering Committee. Heather has a writer's credit for a film short in 2005. She has 31 script and continuity credits going back to 98, including for Six Feet Under, The Gin Game, the movie of 2003, Monk, Parenthood, Criminal Mind, Suspected Behavior, and Up to Recovery Road in 2016. She has seven director's credits back to 2005, including Saving Grace, Criminal Minds, and Blue Bloods to 2019. Directing tonight's episode is Heather's third time working in the Walking Dead franchise in any capacity and the first time in World Beyond. She previously directed Fear, Season 6, Episode 10, Handle with Care, and the second was Fear, Season 6, Episode 15, USS Pennsylvania. She's also directed upcoming... Fear, Season 7, Episode 7, The Portrait, and World Beyond, Season 2, Episode 6, Who Are You? All right, we are still in commercial for a minute. So trivia for um, tonight, Season 2, Episode 5, Quarter of 14th episode of World Beyond Ever, first appearance of Dr. Amanda Siegel, first appearance in World Beyond continuity of Anne. There's your spy spoiler that's officially out from AMC. Um, yes, that Anne. <laughs> uh, the title of the episode, Quart of Voix, means a crossroad or a critical decision or turning point in one's life. This is the first episode of season two where all main cast members appear. And special guest star for tonight, of course, is Pollyanna McIntosh as Anne. So now we're going to start wrapping these pieces together. I'm going to actually bring a pause to that Because it's the first clear sign that they're actually going to start joining things together. Although we are having a BBC trailer for something. Uh, I'm not sure, so we'll be back in a minute. Co-stars tonight, Rye Chase is Tiga, a worker for the CRM Decontamination Center with Silas, Susan Savoy as Dr. Amanda Siegel, and Kellen Joseph Quinn as Grady. No uncredited people, or and it won't be death yet. All right. Um... Doctor Who Flux, new next Sunday, 8 p.m. And we still have Jaws for a minute. Okay. Uh, trivia for last week, season two, episode four, family is a four-letter word, 14th episode of Walking World Beyond Ever. Jaws Marathon, Monday night, starting at 7, and now we're back. I will hush and talk to you guys at the next break. Okay, guys, it's 1048. We're at break number four, and oh, do I want to go to a 5-5? Joan's gone to a 5-5. I think I will. I still have questions, though. We don't really trust the woman from the other compound who turned them in. I I just don't know. I'm not really sure she reacted any differently than I expected, but we'll see. Um, The plot is moving very slowly along, which is why we went up just a tiny bit. 
I got to say, though, I don't expect the Elton ruse to work because, for example, when he sees Hope, he should have been a lot more pissed. That that head honcho lady knows about what Hope did. I, the CRM just seems to get the dirt. So, you know, I'm pretty sure they said something in front of Huck before, but I don't really know. Uh, that's just my thoughts. Uh, let's see. We're in last episode's trivia. So, uh, we did um, Jesse Galagos's web, who was one of the decontamination workers with Silas. Ry Chase is Tiga, and Kellen Joseph Quinn is Grady. Those are all the guys working with Silas. Kurt Rose is Daniel. No description. He's a one-shot plot device. So I think we found that out with him and Margaret. Um, Nance Williamson, who is his wife in real life. Um, Christina Brucato as Amelia Ortiz in archival footage. First appearance of Daniel, first appearance of Margaret, last appearance of Amelia Ortiz. Kurt Rhodes is mistakenly credited as Kurt R-O-A-D-S. And, okay, I think that's it. Death None. Featured music from last episode was Tear the Place Up by Skunk Anansi on the loudspeaker to draw walkers. And Seven Year Itch by The Fumes, Silas and Dennis talk about where Silas ran off to. All right, we're. Ugh, I don't want to see any Youngkin advertisements for Governor. Yuck. All right. Featured music from last episode I already gave you. Let's do the rest of the episodes of the final part of the series. So 16 slash 6 is Who Are You? Writer is Sinead Daly. Director is tonight's Heather Capiello. That's on the 7th. 17 dash 7 is Blood and Lies. Uh, the writer is Rohit Kumar, and the director is Lily Marie. Uh, 18-8, returning point, uh, writer is Eddie Gazalian, uh, director is again Lily Marie, and it's on the 21st. 19-9, Death and the Dead, writers Aaron Martin and Sam Reynolds. Lauren Iaconelli is the director, that's on Thanksgiving weekend. And then the 20th-10, is Last Light. Writers are Matt Negretti, Mike Goldsmith, and Carson Moore, and the director is Lauren Iaconelli, and that's on December 5th. Oh, we're actually still in a commercial, but not too long. Paranormal Activity Next of Kin on Paramount+. And now on another commercial for that foodie gadget. Okay. Other upcoming shows on NDB Media, I want to let you guys know while we have a minute. Monday Night in America, tomorrow night with Roger Noriega. Monday's 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Roger Dean Noriega brings you his unique take on politics, current events, entertainment, sci-fi, and history, currently hosted on StreamYard. You can pick up the link on the NDB Media Facebook page. Fandom Access Week in Review, Tuesdays, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Join the ingenious interviewers, Jamie, H.J., and Karen, as they digest another night of TV. Are we? No, we're still in a commercial, and it's very weird. Rock and Roll Shrink Radio Show is not going to be back on until November 10th, 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Join myself and Atlanta psychologist Dr. Stephen Mathis, PsyD, a.k.a. The Rock and Roll Shrink, as we discuss matters of mental health and mental health. Topic is going to be empaths and empathy. Travel Itch Radio on the 4th of November, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, Dan Schlossberg and Mary Ellen Nugent Lee, but I don't know what the topic will be yet. So hopefully you guys will join them and find out. I'll see you guys at break number six. 